0: Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. My next guest is amazing life and fitness coach, an incredible public speaker. She has an uncanny ability to tap into people's souls and get the best out of them so that they can transform their bodies and their lives. If that wasn't enough, before this, She bravely served in the military for over 21 years, moving all the way up the ranks to captain. I am so honored and blessed to be sitting in front of this woman today. Please give it up for Raina Jones Hudson. Raina, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Uh, I appreciate being here and it's actually Renee. (laughs) Oh
0: my, Renee. I don't know how I messed that up. Who the heck calls themselves Rena? Well, I guess there are Rena, so I apologize to all the Rena's out there. But Renee, 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 I got to say it three times.
1: It's okay. Yep, it's okay. Is, is that is that common
0: for for people to say Rena instead of Renee?
1: It's common for them to say everything but Renee. <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I don't feel as bad anymore. But I just introduced you in front of the world no, as Raina. So I am going to just do this real quick again. Please give it up for Renee Jones Hudson. Renee, welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it's no big deal. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We get do worse.
0: Well, I appreciate your kindness, and I've got egg all over my face right now, but we will just keep this moving forward. I can tell this is going to be a phenomenal interview. You just seem so full of life, and I'm ready just to jump into it. So, for those of you listening, you can find more information on Renee and her coaching program. So, please visit her website at reneejoneshudson.com. That's spelled R E N E A J O N E S. -S 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 H-U-D-S-O-N. Just one word, rene Jones And you can also follow her on Instagram at Renee Jones Hudson. So, like I said before, I can tell this is going to be real fun and a very powerful conversation. So, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm do um what's his name? I forgot his name, but he always says better than I deserve. And so I'm I'm feeling real grateful to be alive. I'm just you know I'm doing really good.
0: That's awesome. Well, I wake up every morning super early, and the one of the first things I do is I just pray to God that I am breathing, I am here, and I am motivated to make a change in people's lives and it sounds like you probably look at life a very similar way that I do
1: Yes, yes, every morning I wake up, I say, "Thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. I get another day to do it right, <laughs> yes.
0: That's so incredible. So I read in your bio that you're not originally from the United States. I can tell you have a little bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. Where were you originally from? Where were you born and raised?
1: I was born and raised in um, Kingston, Jamaica. Um, I left there when I was 14. And I um, migrated to the US um, at that time.
0: All righty. So Renee, you said you were born and raised in Jamaica. That th- is that correct?
1: Yes, I was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Um uh, migrated here when I was 14. And um that migration actually so we moved to the US. I think I stayed here for about 2 years. Then we moved to Canada. Um I stayed in Canada maybe for a year and a half with my mom and then I moved back, which is when so that took me to 18 and I'm that's when I enlisted in the military.
0: Oh, gotcha. So what, what made your family decide to first move out of Jamaica?
1: Well, you know, just like, um, for most people, um, in the islands, you know, just anybody that's not American, that was the thing, you know, um, um, come here and get the life, build the life that you want. So that was the initial reason we moved here. Um, you know, just for a better life, you know?
0: Gotcha, no, that makes sense now, growing up on the island life, I'm assuming tourism is a is a pretty big thing there. Can you yes. just describe how that kind of shaped who you are uh just from your upbringing?
1: Okay, so um, I am from humble beginnings um, and I'll be honest with you until I came to the United States. I didn't realize that I was like poor i'm using quotes <laughs> right because i i life wasn't it wasn't terrible right, right. it's it was to me it was normal i had a loving family my grandparents you know so i have supportive a uh, supportive community my church and you know just normal everyday highs and lows um I did I did have bad experiences, but for some reason, even when I was younger, I always thought that I was I I was more. I didn't know what that was. So I didn't really hold on to those experiences. I almost I don't know how to explain it. It, it was almost like I was a little above the pain. It, you know, just it's just something in me that just didn't succumb to it. And, um, and then the, my grandmother, she was just so strong. It was, everything was, you know, the Lord will provide, you know, don't worry about, and she was calm. Everybody know knows her as really mild mannered, calm and everything. And she literally was. So I think I, as I grew older, I, I recognized that I pulled from some of that, you know, not like her. Um, cause she, you know, she is who she is. And, but I'm learning to kind of, tap into just being still, being calm, sing your way through some things, you know. Right. <laughs> Take a pause, breathe, you know, just calm down for a second and then, you know, things will work out. So I think I just kind of gravitated to that. Um but as I get older, I'm recognizing and realizing how much it's so beneficial to remain still, to be calm, sometimes just sing Hum a little tune, you know, and it, you know, things will work out. The, the, the answers will come.
0: So that's so powerful. I know with my life, the more I try to control things, the more I dwell on problems and just try to figure things out, the more stressed I am, the more upset yeah. I am, the more emotional I get. And I love how you talked about your grandmother. The Lord will provide. I'm a very spiritual yes. person myself, And until I fully gave myself to Christ, I was kind of wandering around, not having direction. And since I made, made that change in my life and I'm not telling anybody what to believe or anything like that, but I can just speak from my own experience that once I let go of everything and understood that I'm not in control of everything, that there is something that's guiding me. There are principles in life that you can abide by and follow. No matter how chaotic it gets. And for me personally, the crazier my life gets, because in the last six to eight months, it's gotten pretty crazy. But the crazier it gets, the calmer I feel because I know there's purpose behind it. There's reasons why things are happening because good and bad is going to happen to us regardless of who we are, where we live, where we came from, or anything like that.
1: That is perfectly said. I was just having this conversation yesterday because, um, I am, I'm usually, I know they say type A or, you know, just high energy and I still am I high energy, but I think, like you said, when you recognize that you are really not in control of anything, you know, you're, you're, you're guided. You're like you said, there are principles that you have to abide by, but God did give us free will. And you also have to understand that his grace and his mercy. And like you, like you, I'm not preaching. I'm not, you know, trying to tell people, but this for me is also what I live by, you know, understanding that there's a greater power above me. You know, my my path is directed. My purpose is directed. It's just for me to tap into that and add value with that, with the way he's created me to everybody else.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. A lot of what we talk about on this show, being a superhero show, a very important part of being a superhero is having a really strong mission. And it sounds like both you and I have very similar missions to have him work through us so that we can better ourselves and help other people. And that's ultimately what brings me happiness. I can tell on your face that that brings Mm -hmm. you a lot of happiness as well. And once you start looking at life in that perspective, whether you want to call it the universe, or, um, or anything else, it doesn't matter. Because once you start thinking outward, rather than inward, instead of me, think of other people, it just completely changes life and changes how you approach it. And the more you think about other people, the more you're able to help them and pour into them. But at the same time, it's not like it drains you. It's not like if you give more to other no. people, you're taking less yourself. It's yeah. it's quite the opposite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you the work has to start with you, right? Because if you're not giving of yourself, you're not giving to yourself, you can't give to anyone. So you really have to start with the mothership, right? You have to start with home. Before you can start saying, I'm going to take care of other people. So, and then you, that's where you tap into your, your, the, the greater for me, it's God. You tap into that and you ask him, give me the strength, guide me, you know, lead me in the direction that I need to go.
0: That's up. That is so cool. I love that so much. Just give up control and you'll be more in control of your life than you ever have been (laughs)
1: Definitely, <laughs> took me a long time to learn that,
0: <laughs> oh, trust me. i'm I like like we talked about before the show, overthinkers, right? We think we know yes. we think we know better. We hold on to certainty. We want things yep. to be a certain way. Yep. And it just, yeah, for me, it just made me miserable. It made me upset. Yes. And, yeah, I was still getting through life, but I wasn't right. I wasn't fully living. I wasn't excelling. I wasn't. Yes. Getting up at three, four in the morning, just jumping out yes. of bed, excited to have another day.
1: Yes. yes, It's absolutely fulfilling once you get to that realization. And I think that's what's missing from, you know, most people, you know, they're, they're not fulfilled and it's because they haven't tapped into that, you know, and we all get to this place at different times, Right. So it's just, you know, even if you just recognize, okay, maybe I need to shift something. That's that's even a big step. Just recognizing that something is off and I need to figure what that is. I need to figure out how I can tap into whatever it is I'm feeling, because that's how it started for me. You know, things just wasn't going right. And I would I ended up in a lot of negative situations towards me. And I was like, what is the lesson here? Like, what, why do I keep Because it? it's almost like I felt like I was doing good, but it was interpreted. It was being received incorrectly. So I was like, okay, you know, after I got upset, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, what is the lesson? What am I not getting? Because I keep coming back to this place. So it's just recognizing, because you know what, until you fix something, it's going to keep happening. Right. Right. So until you fix it, until you stop to, to, to adjust, you're like, you know, it's just gonna, you're just gonna keep going through that cycle. So, um, like I said, it's just taken years. I'm 46 now. And it's like, Oh, I'm just now, I'm just now adulting. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm with you a hundred percent. It's funny that you mentioned that. I firmly believe that life is going to teach us the same lesson over and over again. It might come out in different ways. But until we get that right, and we learn and pass that test and and move on, it's just going to keep hitting us over and over again.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: That's crazy. Well, so you said you moved to the States when you were originally 14, moved to Canada at 16, back to the States at 18. How was it moving from Jamaica to North America? Was, Was it a big culture shock for you?
1: Was it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> For one, the weather. <laughs> that was the big shock. And then we we came we, when we came here, we came in the winter. So it was like, what? Why? <laughs> so, yes, it was a big culture shock in that. Um, when 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 I was growing up, uh, it was literally a community. You know, if my grandmother didn't hear from the neighbor, we had to go check. You know, she didn't hear from someone that she's used to. We go check. Right. She sent us to go check. And here it just seemed like everybody was just about their own business. Right. It's it that whole um, care that like just caring was just an, not a thing. And that that really took a long while for me to get used to, because. For us, that's how I grew up, you know, making sure you know, I don't see, I don't see Ace. I haven't seen Ace in a day. Uh, let's go check to see if he's fine. You know, he hasn't come, if you, you're not doing your routine, like you're not coming by, bothering someone, asking for something, coming by to talk, you know, you are like, okay, um, Ace, Ace didn't show up today. Let's go, you know, let's find, and remember we didn't have phones, so we had to physically <laughs> go right. and check. Right. <laughs> we had to physically go and check. And that was the difference here. Um, the other difference was um I was fourteen, but it's it was like working. I would hear just different conversations about how um immigrants would come here and take the jobs. And I so I was a very well, I guess you would call it curious or intuitive child, I just recognize, like just going back in my Rolodex in my head, I'm like, you know, you're a little curious, a little, you know, a little bit for your age. And I would hear that. And I was like, why would they get so upset? (laughs) You know, but it's, you know, with us, it's like, like I said, we came here for a better life. So what we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to do everything we can to get that better life. And it's not just Jamaican. It's just that anybody that comes to the U.S., that's what we're coming for, a better life. So you, you find that it's a you know, there's a, a different work ethic. There's a different kind of sacrifice that we're willing to make. You know, everything everything's just different for us because think we don't have we don't have what we're coming to, to 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 be a part of. We don't have that. So we're looking at like, oh my gosh, opportunity, you know. So like in Jamaica where a 14, 15 year old can get a job here. It's not that, it's not that easy. Right. Right. Um, everything is just, it's not as easy as it is here to do that. There's so much more opportunity here for, for, um, for everyone, you know, than it is for a lot of, um, other countries. So, um, that was another difference. Um, the school system was different. Um, I I went to school in New Jersey for a little bit, and one of the things that I didn't appreciate was um, having to go through metal detectors.
0: Oh, really? Not <laughs> in New yeah, Jersey? Like okay. That.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that. It wasn't every school. Um, we didn't. I didn't stay at that school very long because um, <laughs> it was Makes just sense. different. And then, and then even how um, the children learned, like the value of education you know in in Jamaica like we have a system where you you're tested you you know it's it's structured and here the experience that I had it was like you know if you you come to class if you pay attention you pay attention you know like it's not really it wasn't as what's the word I don't want to use important but it wasn't as um I use that word for lack of a better term but you know like Um, it's, it's, it was valued. The education was valued a lot more like you, you know, pass your classes. And I think sometimes even to our detriment, because I feel like there's so much pressure when I go back now and I look at how the kids, it's just, they're so stressed out, you know? Um, and that's where I will, I will say, you just need to find the middle ground where the, the child doesn't feel so stressed about school, you know, and, but they're not too relaxed to where they slack off about it. Right. Right. So I think with what we can get from, and I think just by going back every now and then I can see the shift that, you know, that the Island's taking, but it's just a slower pace. Right. So, um, everything is not all bad.
0: Um, well, I, sorry to interrupt. I feel like a lot of what you're talking about is perspective. So you had mentioned when you were a child, you grew up poor. You didn't realize it. It was your world. That's what you knew. I grew up here in the States and I can tell you that there's a certain level of privilege. Doesn't matter your economic class. You could be rich, middle class or poor here in the U.S. And that whole immigrants are taking our jobs crap essentially is people from a scarcity mindset wanting yeah. to hold on to what's theirs yeah. and thinking, Oh, this person's coming in. Well, don't you remember America was founded on immigrants yes. and that's what yes. in part made this country yes. so freaking great. great. Yes. And yes. yeah, if you're in Jamaica, you know, that's not going to be a long-term thing. Education yeah. is pushed hard on you, but you're yes. enjoying it as well. What else are right. you going to do? This is the land <laughs> of opportunity. What, right you're able to see it from a different perspective. I tell people all the time, if you really want to appreciate what we have here in the States, go somewhere else.
1: Go somewhere else. Yes. Because yes. it's
0: not all the same. There, there have been countries that I have visited where it is military controlled and they have curfews yes. and you can't, Korea have, is one. Yeah, you can't have, yeah, you can't have religious practices, yes. all of that. Like we are so fortunate, but people don't get out of that, that shell, yeah. that bubble. Christ. And so I I appreciate you saying that because our country was founded on hard working people that wanted to make a better opportunity for themselves, their families, and their communities. And I commend people like you who come here smiling, beautiful personality, beautiful soul, wants to help and make this place better for everybody. And so I, I just appreciate that. And on top of it, you came here as a teenager, you went up to Canada for a bit, came back, and then you enlisted in the military. Yes. So what, what, yes. what was going on in your head at that time that you're like, Renee, I am <laughs> going to join the military.
1: So I'm going to give you the honest truth about that. That's all
0: we talk is honesty here.
1: <laughs> so one of my biggest things being in Jamaica watching TV, I wanted to experience a college life. Right. Right. So when I was in high school, I actually um, graduated from high school here in New Jersey, Boot, New Jersey, and um, not knowing, um, someone said that I couldn't go to college because I wasn't a citizen. Right? That is incorrect information. That is (laughs) incorrect. Yes. (laughs) That is incorrect. But that was the information I had at the time. Okay. But lo and behold, the Army recruiter was in our cafeteria that day. And the slogan was, be all that you can be. Join the Army, go to school. All I heard was, go to school. (laughs) Little did I know. The Army part was the bigger part of that picture. (laughs) The school part was on my own time. (laughs) So, but that's how I got into the military just wanting to experience the college life, which I did, but not in the way that I envisioned it, right? So I did finish um, my master's while I served. So I did go to school part-time the whole way, but I did that. I still stayed focused. And, um, but the military, I enjoyed it. I mean, the highs and the lows, um, I get to, like you said, you know, even though I came from a so-called poor environment, When I, when I went to other places, particularly the first place I went to, I deployed to was Bosnia. And, you know, this was during the time where they were, um, you know, they had a conflict and just to see beautiful, just, it is a beautiful country, but it was just torn up with all the, you know, all the hatred and everything that was going on. So, but then you see how, um, people were living. And even then I was like, man, I had it better in Jamaica, right? Like you get to appreciate everything. You know, I, I believe, I truly believe there there's beauty in everything until we mess it up. Right. Right. (laughs) Until we mess it up. Cause looking at Bosnia from an aerial view, it's gorgeous. It's green. It's just the water's just, absolutely amazing. The people are nice. The people are actually nice, but you know, like, like everything else, we, we bring conflict and we destroy it. So, um, um, that's, that's one of, that's how I got in the military for, to answer your question, you know, just wanted to go to school. That's how I ended up there. And my dad was also in the Jamaican military and he was an inspiration to me to join the military. Cause I saw how, I, it was, it's this thing about, uh, the uniforms. <laughs> I first wanted to be a, a police officer and I was like, okay, that's not going to work out. So let's do, let's do the military thing. It's, it's just as close.
0: <laughs> it sounds like your father was a pretty influential person in your life as far as wanting to literally wear a uniform to dress like him, to be like him. Yeah. Can you tell us a yeah. little bit more about your father?
1: Well. um, Unfortunately, he just passed, um, on the 14th. I I came back, I just came back from Jamaica a week ago. I think when, when you guys wrote me, I was in Jamaica and, um, we just, um, laid him to rest. But, um, when I was going through his, um, his military background, you know, on his, on his, um, headstone, we put super soldier (laughs) because he just was unbeknownst to me no I only saw him in his uniform just pristine like uh, like you know and I, I guess I guess I admired it because that's what I remember him you know the everything about the military how structured and how all he always looked um you know clean and everything and um but he um he was he did a lot of Special, I guess it's special forces in Jamaica. He was that just learning oh, wow. about okay. his journey. Um, so, I guess hindsight or whatever stuck with me about him is kind of what influenced me to to go in that in that direction.
0: That's powerful. I'm first of all, I'm really sorry to hear about his recent passing. I know yeah. it, I've lost both my parents, and losing a yeah. parent is probably one of the toughest things that people have to go through especially a person like your father who seemed like such a monumental part of your life a very structured a very disciplined man who like like you do you live by your mission you have a higher purpose you serve 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 and it sounds like he was just an amazing person
1: yeah yeah
0: awesome well let's see we are probably hitting the halfway point here. So okay. <laughs> real quick, before we jump into all the amazing things you're doing in your life today and with your businesses, I just want to let everybody listening know that you can find more information on Renee and her coaching programs at ReneeJonesHudson.com. And you can also follow her on social media, specifically Instagram at Renee Jones So, I want to get into the the crazy fun part of your life. So you're a personal trainer. Obviously, you transform people's lives. But just from the short conversation we've had so far, it sounds like you work a lot on mindset of people as well. And you're a public speaker. So what made you go into this direction? Because you were in the military, like we said, for over 20 years. Did you get out just like, I don't know what's going on. Let me try this or lead us up to what you're doing right now. How, how'd you find your way here? It's
1: funny. You should say that because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> um, when I retired, I actually, I didn't plan on retiring. I literally was walking across from a walking back from my, um, my, my boss's office. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time to do something else. So I I shot him an email and said, sir, I think I'm going to drop my retirement papers. So that's how that came about. When I got out, like I said, I didn't really have a, a plan. And, um, but one of my strong, strong suits was fitness. Even in the military, I was, I excelled in that arena. So my husband was like, why don't you just do personal training? I was like, huh. I guess I could. <laughs> it's pretty easy <laughs> for me, right? Right. But when I started, so I'll tell you this, when I got my first client, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this just got real." <laughs> like, this is not a hobby. This is an actual thing. So, you know, I really got serious about it and um I loved it. I loved um I loved the 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 clients that I had. There were they were primarily older clients. Um, I would say Yeah. Primarily older. We're mostly over 40, 40 and over. And, um, it was there that I just, it, I felt so, it felt good to me to help people tap into what they think they couldn't do, what they think they couldn't accomplish to see them so excited when they've actually done the thing that they thought they couldn't do, you know, like all my life I've been this way. And then here you are, but you know, they'll thank me, but I'm like, no, I was just here to help you along. You did it because they have to show up, right? They have to come and put the work in. That, the easy part is just me guiding you into doing what you can already do. You just, you know, you just needed someone to, to hold your hand or to just say, no, you got this, Let's let's keep going you know, and not let up on you when you, you, like, I heard you talk with Joshua about the sage and the saboteur. And that's what we do, right? We get them out of that sabotage, sabotage and mindset. Like, no, no, you can do this, you know? And we too have to work on that because sometimes we self-sabotage, right? So I went, while I was doing personal training, the the most fulfilling part was, it was funny because sometimes I would talk to the clients long after their session's over. We're doing, like, I'm coaching them through mindset, coaching them through belief, coaching them. And I was like, oh, I love this. (laughs) I love this part. But I didn't jump into the coaching piece, the life coaching piece, because I had to work on myself. I had my own, I had some things that I had to work through. Um, And I knew that I just was trying to figure out, trying to navigate how to work on me and still show up for, for everyone else. Right. So I started out as a depression trainer and then COVID came and I, COVID for me was the best thing that could have happened because I would not have slowed down enough to, 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 um, to kind of restructure or to, you know, go into the coaching field the way I did. And so I took the time to, to just be without even understanding what I was doing, but I was actually on the right track. I, I just needed help too. I needed a coach. I needed a coach to get me to where I needed to be. And that's what I did. I invested in a coach to grow. Some of it was, you know, just listening to podcasts. Some of it was um, going on YouTube, listening to people like Joe Dispenza, Lisa Nichols, Tony Robbins. You know, it, it was all of that just... And you're like, yes, yes, you know, like this, you know, this is, this is what it is. So personal training led me to coaching and which is why I wanted to transform people from the whole person perspective, not just the physical, right? Because I can change your physical body, but if your mindset's still the same, how long will you sustain, you know, how, how long will you maintain that, that change? right it may just be for a moment you'll just fall back into your old patterns and you're on this cycle you're continuing on this cycle
0: that's so important yeah to truly change it's an inside out thing it's not an yes. obviously if you get more fit more endurance things like that that's going to affect you positive, positively positively right. internally but it's not going to create necessarily lasting change right for me personally i dropped a, a bunch of weight I finally got physically fit, but if I'm not working on myself internally, I'll start to slip a little bit. And it's not, for me personally, it's not even the workouts. I stay very consistent with my workouts, but if I start slipping in my diet and eating things that are unhealthy or drinking things that are unhealthy for me, if I'm not continually checking on myself, you mentioned the saboteurs. I fight those guys on a daily (laughs) basis me too. they they never go away. They might get smaller. They <laughs> they, they might get smaller or they, yeah. they transform and change themselves, <laughs> but they're always going to be yeah. there. And that's, that's that constant battle. Like yeah, it's, it's might be tough for people to hear. There is no easy street. There is no shortcuts in life. Every day is a battle, a fight and it doesn't have to be a struggle. When people yeah. think of struggle, at least me personally, I used to think struggle like shoulders down, head down, just like, man, now I'm going to have to fight. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. But now when I think of struggle, I think chest out, shoulders up, I am going to hit this day in the mouth. And if it doesn't go down, I'm going to hit it again. And And that's how I struggle now.
1: Yes. With a smile on your face. Come on. I got you. (laughs) That's
0: right. That's right. Because every obstacle, every problem in a life is a learning experience and it's just going to make us better. Like we're all born with muscles, right? Yeah. But if you don't work out those muscles, are you going to get strong?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So it's, it's the same thing with our mind, our beliefs, everything on the inside. It's a muscle that we have to continually work out every day. Like, your clients they don't see you once and you do a workout and now they're already toned and ripped yes. and all that they have to continually come over and over and over again and it's a lifelong process
1: yeah yeah well, yeah um when um when I was in the military I started bodybuilding um and honestly in 2011 was the first time I'd actually picked up weights because I was a swimmer my dad was my coach so All I knew to do was, I won't say all I knew to do. I swam and I ran track and I played soccer. But I'd never lifted weights. And um, I was deployed. Um, You know, when we're deployed, you know, the the day is just going in like, it's just one day, one, it never ends. It's a never ending day. So, you know, you you find things to fill your time. And I remember they had a, a bodybuilding show. Um, and I saw a young lady on the stage and I was like, my body can look like that. And that's what I put, picked up the weights. Right. And I'm friends with her today because I tell her all the time whenever I see her, you inspired me to, to lift. Right. Because I just love how the body transformed. But in that process, it was hard. <laughs> I was like, right. this sucks. I don't like this, (laughs) but I say that to say, because you said, you know, if we don't eat right, all the little things that, that, that contribute to you having a a better body, a better physique, a better mind, you cannot leave out all the little things that you don't want to do. Like not eating breakfast. You're, you're, you're taking a piece of the puzzle away, right? You have all, all the little things that we don't like to do it, you're just you're not gonna make progress if you're not gonna try to incorporate those those tiny details. Um, So, I was working out, but I wasn't eating right gotcha. or eating the right way to sustain what I was trying to do. Right, I was still fit, and you like the normal person looking at me was like, Oh, you're like cut up," but. I really wasn't until I got a coach. <laughs> I got a, I got a bodybuilding a common coach. common
0: theme in this episode, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> you need a coach, you know, you, you, you have to get someone who's been there and can guide you to, to where you want to get to. You, you just definitely have to, you know, even you go to church, you get a spiritual guide, you get a, a pastor, you get a, you know, it's everything. We It may not look like coach per se, but you're getting coached right so um but once I got that coach I then I had a nutrition coach because I had a chronic illness that I needed to be fed in it that that will not you know um, affect me any other way so it's just it's just a cycle like you said you get you get help you ask for help you get the support that you need so yeah
0: no I, I agree with you hundred percent now with your business you talk about um, obviously being a personal trainer, you're also working with your clients on your mindset. How does somebody initiate a conversation with you that's interested in the services that you provide? Uh,
1: so on my website, um, they can email me, they can fill out, um, I have on my website where it says um, apply for one-on-one and that, that'll that take them to a form where they'll, they'll fill out the, I'll have questions, onboarding questions, and then they'll fill out, get, get on my calendar there, or they can just call me or DM me. Um, and then we can set it up that way as well.
0: Now with my trainer, he's in the United Kingdom, so it's all remote. Do you work with people personally or can they work remotely with you? How, how does that work?
1: I do both. Yes, I do personal. And so I do more personal, um, with, for the locals, for local audiences and then yes, remotely distance on Zoom.
0: Gotcha. And and you said you're in Georgia, right? I am, yes. Okay. What what part of Georgia, I might ask?
1: I'm in Locust Grove, Georgia. So I'm like 30 minutes south of Atlanta.
0: Okay. Yeah, 30 minutes yeah. south. I used to go to Columbus quite a bit. So Okay. That, that, <laughs> I probably passed your town quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Um well perfect. One one thing you talk about on your website, and I just wanted a little clarification, you call it P2P Habit Change Coaching Program. Can you explain a little bit of what the P2P stands for and what that coaching program offers?
1: Yes, definitely. The P2P is powerless to powerful. Um, so, you know, and powerlessness is not li- like you're just down and out on your, la- your luck or anything. Sometimes it's just... Um, You know, you're going through so much, you know, the, the overthinking, trying to be perfect, you know, just life um, and, and just needing some help getting through it. You need to, you need to feel worthy, you know, and a lot of that, a lot of that powerlessness is within us. Right. So shifting from that place inside of you so you can shine, so you can come out bold, authentic, you know, so you can express yourself creatively And that's what that is, you know, and I, I primarily focus on women because that's where I was, you know, as a captain in the army, as a woman in the army, you know, it's, it's a different fight. It's, you know, you always, for me anyway, and because of who I am, I always want to show up the right way, show up strong. I want to show up in control. And I struggled a lot with that. I may not have shown it, but I struggled internally with feeling like, okay, am I doing this right? Just second guessing myself, oh, feeling unworthy. You know, just all those those limiting beliefs, that scarcity mindset. You know, I, I struggle with a lot of that. So when I look back, you know, I said, you know, so many people, so many women could be struggling the same way I am. You know, high achieving women. Yes, they may seem like they got it all together, but you, the, the stuff that we go through internally you know, we're not going to show you, we're not going to show it to you because we have to show up. (laughs) We have to show up. Right. So that's the powerlessness. And it's more so the internals, the internal being that I'm trying to, the state of being, that's what Tony Robbins calls it. You know, if you change your state, everything else, you know, will, will, will fall in place. So just helping them to change that, that, um, state inside first, so they can show up, Fully as themselves, and I have to worry about how they're presenting themselves because they're so confident. Now I feel worthy. You know, I can do this without needing validation or confirmation from anyone else. Not that you don't want it, but you already know that.
0: You're you know, not, not seeking not in a, it. Yeah.
1: Yes. You're not seeking it. Yes.
0: Yeah. Confidence for me just comes from clarity. Once I'm yes. clear on something, that yes. brings confidence. And when I mean clarity, that means daily action, daily discipline. If I'm going to the gym, I'm getting clear on what I need to do. I'm also, yeah. I have a trainer, I have a coach. So he brings yes. clarity. Now when I'm doing my reps or I'm food prepping or eating, I yes. know that I'm going down the right path and we're going to tweak it as things evolve. Yeah. But having that clarity and putting the the work in, that will make you confident. That is, in my yes. opinion, the key to gaining confidence because I was just like yeah. you. I had, I lacked complete confidence in myself. I was a high achiever. I was doing a lot of things, but I was scared to death of everything and everyone.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that funny how we can show up, but still have all these, you know, um, things holding us back on the inside, you know? And for me, I want people to show up like the way they feel inside. I want them to feel the same outside and that's good. I want you to feel good inside. So you're not just trying to put on a face for everyone outside because you can genuinely, you can just emanate all of that instead of having to work so hard to be two people.
0: That's right. (laughs) It's a lot easier to be one person than two. (laughs) I'd love that. I'm going to start using that.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) Well, Renee, it was, an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I I enjoyed this. Yeah, no, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm sad that that we're going to go, but you are such a beautiful soul, such an amazing person. Your smile is (laughs) contagious. (laughs) And I just love what you do. I love how you empower specifically women 40 or older. You empower them to be better versions of themselves. You transform not only their body, but their minds. And you are just on a fantastic mission. And I just really appreciate everything you do.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: It's my pleasure. So for you listening, if you want to find more information about Renee and her coaching programs, please visit her website at ReneeJonesHudson.com. Also follow her on social media at ReneeJonesHudson. Well, I really appreciate our time. Once again, do real quick, what do you've got planned for the next five to 10 years? Are you going to continue building this, this business up? I know you like adventure and all of that. And we're at the tail end here, but I guess just one thing that you're looking forward to in the next few years.
1: In the next few years, I really want to be a powerful speaker. I wanted to be, I want to be a really, uh, a transformational coach, just really, you know, adding value to people's lives. And, you know, I just plan on continuing to work on myself professionally so that I can deliver and I can help people in in that, in the way that I want to.
0: That's incredible. And I'm assuming you're going to get a coach as well, right?
1: I, yes, I am. I have coaches <laughs> and I'm going to get some more. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to following your journey. I'm following you on Instagram. I will continue to watch your journey. And I'm very excited for everything that's happening in your life and that is going to happen here in the future. So, thank you once again for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure having you on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: It's my pleasure. So, for those of you listening, thank you once again for checking in. It is an honor and a privilege to be serving you on a daily basis. Keep checking in. We have more people like Renee coming up who are just amazing souls, have amazing stories and just living incredible lives. So with that said, Ace out.